You're listening to Radio Illumini, raising vibrations to help heal nations. It's just gone two o'clock in London, three o'clock in Cape Town, four o'clock in Istanbul, and eleven o'clock at night in Melbourne. Good day, mate. It's my mission to get the world fit, healthy and running. But we are going to do it with a smile on our face and have a right old laugh. Shall we do it? My team are here and waiting. Martin's taking the emails. Lily is preparing her smoothie. And we won't mention old numbnuts. So on your marks, get set, go. I want your best tips for older runners. Yes, your ears are not deceiving you. There were so many emails last week that we had to go again. Talking of emails, our brand new email is Illumini at gmail.com. That's Illumini at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch via the Radio Illumini Facebook page.
Seven Oaks has emailed in. I ran my first 100 miler a couple of months ago at 62. I love the structure that training gives to each day. Now I am retired and have the chance to focus on my own goals. The longer the distance, the more competitive I am because a lifetime of stubbornness is excellent ultra training. Eddie from Grimsby. Love the show, Darren. I fit into this category. I still run five to six times a week, but I do take more easy runs if I'm feeling beat up. I will not strain through it, but take a day or two off. Another suggestion is to understand and accept your limitations. It can be a downer for us older runners trying to break a barrier that literally won't go down in our lifetime, i.e. a three-hour marathon, for instance. I've learned to just enjoy the fact that I can participate in races and train with the same determination as I did in my earlier years. Thanks for the helpful show. Scott from Stoke. I am a bit over 50 and I'm in the best shape of my life. I started running six years ago post open heart surgery. I treat recovery like a workout. Strength train on off days, sauna and cold plunge after more strenuous workouts. Yes, Scott, you are absolutely right. It's all about recovery. So, when we were in our teens and 20s, we could go out, party, run all we want and play football the next day and feel absolutely fine. But our body's ability to recover really decreases as we get older. So, recovery basics are getting enough sleep, doing some stretching and eating a nice balanced diet will really help and promote that really good solid recovery after our runs. It's so important now more than ever to listen to your body. You may have been able to run through minor injuries and things like that in the past and get away with it, but it's just not possible to do that as our body ages. It's so important to have that extra rest day or do some cross training, some cycling, swimming or go out on a long walk just to give your body that extra time to recover. So moving on, let's talk about the importance of warming up and cooling down at the end of our run as well. Basically, lots of dynamic stretching, four to five minutes getting everything nicely warmed up is really going to help prevent pulling any muscles. And moving on once we're out on our run. Say our goal is to be running a six minute a kilometer. The first few on this run should be in the seven minute kilometer range, really taking that time for the body to get warmed up and you can speed up as you move on. You probably find you do this quite naturally anyway. And when we get back in from our run, do some static stretching.
Allowed and sound of the underground. Gary from Harrogate, a great show, Darren. I am 53 and just about to tackle a marathon this Sunday. I am aiming for a sub five hour. My race at my pace, and I plan to do a 100k ultra in 2023. Keep up the great show, Darren. You cannot be serious. Stop it, numb nuts. Gary from Portsmouth, thanks for the show. I started running seriously during lockdown, having done up to 10k before. I ran my first marathon last year, aged 57, and did my first ultra a couple of months ago. It is amazing what you can achieve if you work at it. Thanks for the inspiration. Alice from Aberystwyth. Thanks, Darren. I always struggle to come up with speed sessions. So, Alice, let's talk a bit about speed sessions. There are three different types of runs that I think are really good. The first one is a fart leg style run. If you're new to fart leg running, this is basically adding some burst of speed, some burst of power into your run at completely random points. So, for example, it could be adding three to four bursts of 60 to 90 seconds into your run. Why this? Well, it doesn't jar our system too much. We are not going from standing around to suddenly going fast to going fast to standing around. We can ease into it and ease back out of it. It helps improve our running form by running up to speed as well. And it gives our body an all round good workout. Moving on, Alice, you could be doing some hill sessions. This is so good at improving our form and improving our strength as well. You don't have to do loads of these, just four to five reps of 60 to 90 seconds. Just hard and fast up the hill and walk back down to the bottom. Hills really are described as that strength workout in disguise. There are so many benefits to doing them. The final one I like, Alice, is a progressive run. Really good to start a super slow pace on your run. So maybe starting out at seven to eight minutes a kilometre pace and then building up to six minute a kilometre pace towards the end of your run. Just knocking each kilometre down slightly faster than the one before. All these sessions I like because we're not standing around getting cold and giving that chance for our muscles to seize up. So as we get older, our body does lose a bit of that lean muscle mass. So it's really important to try and get a strength session in at least one, ideally two strength sessions in every week to help build that muscle back up again. So don't get too scared by this. It doesn't have to be much. 20 to 30 minutes doing some really key things. Now, for older runners, the calf muscles just seem so vulnerable. I don't know why this is, but some calf raises combined with some squats. Now, a squat is meant to be the best exercise anyone can do and also some lunges and building that core up with some planking. So 20 to 30 minutes, once, twice a week, it can really strengthen you up, improve your speed and most importantly, stop those injuries from coming up. It's like on a summer evening And it sounds just like a song I want more berries and that summer feeling It's so wonderful and warm Breathe me in 
Mile Show with me, Darren Cochran, and coming up later on today at three o'clock, a breath of fresh air with Sandy Kay. Four o'clock, it's Angela Lapatina. Five o'clock, Extended Soul Mix with Kevin Turner. At seven o'clock, Lee Everest, he'll get you ready for the weekend. Eight o'clock, it's Michael Spicer. And at nine o'clock, it's everyone's favourite, DJ Luke is in the mix. Now, it's time for... Thank you, Marshall. Yes, the part of the show where I review a park run somewhere in the world. And today, where is it going to be? It's Doncaster Park Run. Yes, the Doncaster Park Run takes place every Saturday at 9am in Sandall Park. The postcode is DN25DY. That's DN25DY. There has been 401 events. The average finishes per week is 183.3. The average finish time is 29 minutes and 55 seconds. The female record is held by Sophie Wood in a time of 17 minutes and 18 seconds and the male record is jointly held by Bertie Houghton and Lee Davies in a time of 16 minutes and 9 seconds. There's been 627 volunteers and 12,570 PBs. The course begins with a 500-metre stretch on tarmac around the lake, passing the finish on your right-hand side. From this point, it is two laps of the park going into the grass and following the perimeter of the park. You can get your post-run coffee in the cafe at the side of the main car park. And that concludes this week's edition of... Thank you, Marshall. Oh, look who's joined us now. Hello, Lily. Hi. How are you today? Good. And how is Roblox this week? Fun. Oh, are you playing any particular games at the moment? Yeah, I found a new game. Oh, and what's the game called? Blob Simulator. I just started playing it. Oh, Blob Simulator. Wow. Well, guess what I'm doing on Sun. The blobs look sad. Why do the blobs look sad, Lily? I don't know. They just look like that. Oh, anyway. Pink one. Guess what? Guess what I'm doing on Sunday? 
any idea? I'm going to run a half marathon. And do you know what? Do you know what I think would be good for me to run a half marathon? What would be good? I think a nice smoothie. Do you have any smoothies this week? I do actually. Oh, what smoothie do you have? I have a. Oh, is it a banana smoothie? Oh wow! And what's in that then, Lily? There's 500 ml of unsweetened almond milk. There's two tablespoons of almond butter. There's six prunes. There's one teaspoon of cinnamon and one banana. Wow! Let's put it in the blender. Let's have a taste test. Wow, it tastes amazing, Lily, doesn't it? I love it. It's a oh, oh fantastic. Let's celebrate with a song, Lily. What song should we play? Hot and cold. Done. listening to Darren Cochran on Radio Illumini. Waiting is the castle where your rubies lie. So better keep on sailing, rowing, keep the dream alive. 
Waiting is the castle where your rubies lie. So better keep on sailing, rolling, keep the dream alive. So better keep on sailing, rolling, keep the dream alive. Some days there will be treasure, some days there will be shards. Better put that big bow strong enough so it can hold the most. Punch deep down into that bleeding heart. Find the thorns, stitch the hole, and mend the broken heart. Find the thorns, stitch the hole, mend the broken heart. Waiting is the castle where your rubies lie. So better keep on sailing, rolling, keep the dream alive. Waiting is the castle where your rubies lie. So better keep on sailing, rolling, keep the dream alive. So better keep on sailing, rolling, keep the dream alive. Stormy days ahead, better hold on to your hope. Live with no regrets, but hold tight to that rope. There are no mistakes, only the path we choose. Better build that boat big and strong enough, just in case you lose. Waiting is the castle where your rubies lie. So better keep on sailing, rowing, keep the dream alive. Waiting is the castle where your rubies lie. by Miss Elm. I think Miss Elm is absolutely fab. Miss Elm has independently released three EPs journeying through an eclectic range of styles from jazz to pop to folk. Once a keyboard-focused artist in a four-piece band, Miss Elm is now a stripped-back soloist with nothing but her magical voice and live-looped ukuleles. I do wish Miss Elm came on my radio show. Oh, wait a minute. What's this? What's this I can see? Oh, hello. Who's this? Hi. (laughs) It's Erin from Elm. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. I'm currently in Australia, right next to the seaside, tuning in online. <laughs> oh, I am so, so jealous. So you're, you're in Australia. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. It's like six o'clock in the morning here, Miss Elm. Um, <laughs> so what's the weather like in Australia? It is absolutely perfect. I am right next to the beach. I'm looking at blue skies and 26 degrees. I'm about to go for a swim in the ocean. All right, all right. You know, it's absolutely <laughs> freezing here. It's windy. It's dark. It's rainy. I mean, oh, I'm so jealous, Miss Elm. Um, okay, look. So, 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 paint a picture. You're in Brisbane. How close are you from the beach? Well, I'm actually I've actually driven up to the Gold the Sunshine Coast, which is about 45 minutes drive from Brisbane, and I'm sending you some sunshine from my end. <laughs> living the dream so i understand you recently got back from south korea what were you doing in south korea miss l i decided to go on a holiday and as an artist i think it's really important to go to different 
areas that are cultural different to get inspiration and just yeah see a different thing to be inspired by (laughs) okay and how did that go was it a good trip it was amazing I absolutely loved it and funnily enough I met three people from the UK on my tour and I've learned a lot about the UK from being in South Korea (laughs) (laughs) okay did you eat any interesting food over there I ate a lot of kimchi and after five days I don't think my stomach was very good (laughs) what's kimchi so kimchi is a fermented spicy cabbage and in Korea they they give it with everything it's like a the side dish for everything (laughs) okay okay cool so in the song we just played the castle um one of the comments was um so delighted this came from a one hour exercise in our club what does that comment mean, Miss L? Yeah, so for a while I was in a, a global online songwriting club and it was called I Heart Songwriting. And what we did is every week we'd be given a new topic to write about. It would be only um, about 20 minutes to 60 minutes we were allowed to write the song in and that's it. The song's finished after that. So I did that in one of those exercises and I came out with this amazing song. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, cool, cool. And and the compliments just keep coming, Miss Elm, don't they? I mean, um, we have a, the singer-songwriter continues to establish her penchant for crafting truly immersive and enduring gems of sound. If you're not already listening to this artist, we strongly recommend you change that. And that's from the Happy Mag. And it continues, Miss Elm, you're a game changer. And the complaint <laughs> that you bring to your music is noted and loved. I mean, I mean, yeah, you are definitely, definitely one to watch, Miss Elm, aren't you? I mean, it's... Um... Well, I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... So tell me about the loop pedal, because I know that features a lot in your uh, music. So for people who don't understand the loop pedal, can you just talk a little bit about that? So a loop pedal is basically something that you sing into and record live as you're performing. So it's like a live playback system. And I love using it because being a solo artist, it gives me lots of layers and lots of sounds to play with when I'm performing. And particularly live, I like to layer up harmonies and extra vocals and call and response type things. So sometimes it's hard to get that into a a recording for production purposes, but I'd like to play around with production purposes and then try and recreate them live with the loop pedal. I went on uh, YouTube and I saw the the Lady Hear Me Tonight Moon River Live loop pedal uh, mashup you done. It was absolutely amazing. I mean, it's so (laughs) interesting watching you add the different layers to it. And I mean, I mean, guys, go on and uh, just put in Miss Elm uh, loop pedal. And just uh, I find it fascinating. I mean, who needs a band when you could just do it yourself? Well, it is a lot cheaper than uh, taking a band with you on tour, that's for sure. I can just put it in my suitcase. <laughs> so so the, the reason why we're doing this interview today, Ms. Elm, is because um, uh, I heard Love Inside. Now, I, I don't know if you was listening to my show last week, but I basically tell the story. Um, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago now. Um, I was getting ready to do my show at two o'clock and the, the jock on before me, was playing this song i thought oh that sounds a bit good doesn't it but i didn't have time to really listen so i was concentrating on my show so i thought i made a mental note and thinking i'll try and find what song is after my show so i done my show and i thought well i didn't recognize the voice so i scoured the uk top 40 i literally listened to every <laughs> song and i just couldn't couldn't find it so um, I was just resigned to the fact that I was never going to find this song again. Anyway, the previous week, the, the, the next week, that same thing happened again. I'm about to do my show, but as luck would have it, they repeated the show before me. So this time when they played uh, Love Inside, I made a conscious effort to listen. And uh, yep, and uh, I um, said Miss Elm and I Google search straight away, straight on YouTube. And uh, here we are today. Wow, I'm so honoured that you you made such an effort to find that song. That means so much to me. And that led me to all your other music, the castle, space dust and blah, 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 little trees. Oh, I love little trees. Uh, so, so Love Inside, <laughs> what's that all about? So during COVID, when we were in the deep lockdown period, I actually was on a dating show, an online dating show. <laughs> okay. 
Um, and during that show, uh, we we had to present something to the potential, you know, person we were wanted to date. And so I wrote a song called Love Inside, but I actually got really badly rejected on that show. Oh, um, so, yeah, so I ended up um, writing it about self-love and it was more of an inward journey than uh, finding, you know, a potential partner, which ironically now I have an amazing partner, which I did not meet on the dating show. <laughs> that's, that's, um, that's, that's fantastic. Okay, well, well, we better play Love Inside then. Okay, okay, here we go. This is Love Inside by Miss Elm. And the mind is not so easy. Can see the love is not so breezy. Sometimes it's hard to move ahead. Where do you feel? Is the fantastic Love Inside by Miss Elm. Miss Elm, how would you describe your music? Because I've got some words down here how I would describe it. So how would you describe your music, Miss Elm? It's really hard for me to answer that question because I I don't know how I sound to everyone else because for me it just sounds like something natural coming out, you know, with my songwriting. I, pro, I suppose it would be folk pop. Uh, because I do have quite a pop sound, but then I've also got the folk element and I have a jazz background from when I first started doing music. So folk pop, uh, like, you know, London grammar versus uh, first aid kit or uh, there's another artist who we really love in Australia called Vera Blue, those sort of people who are my influences at the moment. Okay. Well, I'm glad you – I mean, these are the words I've got written down here, folk. 
yeah, definitely a folk influence. Jazz. The, 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 the new song, the, the last song, the Space Dust. That's quite jazzy, don't you think? I think that's quite a. So I've got it down. Folk, jazz, charming. I've written down. Magical. I've written. Spellbounding. <laughs> alluring. And you don't mind me say, slightly quirky, but it works. It's definitely quirky. That's for sure. <laughs> but but, but yeah. in love inside. Don't you? It's quite a sultry delivery, wouldn't you say? It's a little, you're a little bit sultry on that one. Uh, yeah, it's really funny because every time I try and write a positive, um, I suppose, simple song, it always comes out like that. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's my alter ego. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, uh, let's talk a little bit about the ukulele rockers. What's all that about then, Miss L? So I run my own online ukulele school called the Ukulele Rockers where I teach and I have multiple online courses and I basically just think uh, it's such a beautiful instrument and it's very accessible for anyone wanting to learn music who might be a little shy or maybe missed out before and that's why I do it. I just love sharing the ukulele and the joys of playing ukulele with the ukulele rockers. (laughs) So, So what is it about the ukulele that you really, really love? I love the size. Um, It's very easy to carry around and to transport, being someone who loves to travel. And I love how versatile it is, you know, being um, an instrument that comes in many different sizes. If you have never looked at the different sizes of ukulele, you should because it comes in four to five different sizes and you can get so many different sounds out of it because of that. You know, you can get a banjo lele, a a six-string ukulele, a a guitar lele, and then, you know, the normal ukulele, which everyone knows from Hawaii. But for me, it's just endless the possibilities that you can make with the sounds on the ukulele. Oh, that's fantastic. So um, so if someone's got this ukulele at home, they can, I guess, um, you've got your own website, uh, the ukulele, I guess just Google ukulele rockers and it will take you to your website. Yeah, dot com. Okay, yeah, fantastic. And you say you do run courses and there's workshops. So yeah, go check go check out the ukulele ukulele rockers. Fantastic. And I, it's quite a popular instrument now, isn't it? Because I think what happened during uh, the lockdown in COVID, a lot of people took up a new skill. And I know quite a few people that did sort of learn a new instrument. And a couple of people I know did take up the ukulele. So it has grown in popularity just uh, of lately. Um, yes. But, it's very big in the UK. <laughs> so so in comparison with a, a guitar or a banjo, is it more difficult to play or more easier to play? It is easier than guitar because it only has four strings and a lot of chords you only need one or two fingers to play. So you can start playing some of your favourite, you know, three chord songs very quickly. And I think that's why it's so popular. And unlike the banjo, uh, the strings are a bit softer and nicer on your fingers, so you don't get calluses so quickly. <laughs> okay, okay. So, but but the ukulele isn't your first instrument, is it? Because you were a keyboard player, is that correct? Yes, I actually started with classical violin um, for eight years, and then I played piano. Um, and then after that, I got sick of carrying the piano everywhere, so I, I started ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! So check Miss Elmel; she's all over YouTube. You can see her mu- you can see her music on Spotify, on Apple Music. Check out the ukulele rockers for for. Um, for your um, excellent ukulele tuition. There's courses, there's workshops. Now, um, Miss Elm, what I want to know is when are we going to see you live in the UK? Because I want to see you, I want to see you live. That's a very good question. I'm working on that hopefully next year. Um, after you know, just coming back and now that we can travel again, I'm I'm working towards next year. So yes. Oh, <laughs> fantastic! Yeah, oh, I'd I'd love to see you live. I mean, when when you go live, are, are you actually do you go with the band or are you literally on stage yourself with the loop pedal? Just solo me and my my family of ukuleles. <laughs> oh, and you play all your hits. I do. I do. Oh, wow, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that. Um, so I've got some fun questions here for you, Miss Elm. Um, oh, goody. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Melbourne or Sydney? Melbourne. Okay. A Vegemite sarni or a shrimp on the barbie? 
Vegemite, definitely. <laughs> what, what is up with Australia and Vegemite? I mean, I, I mean, do all Australians love Vegemite? Um, most of us really do love Vegemite. I don't know why. It's just a really unique taste that we grow up with. So I, I love it. <laughs> we have this thing in England. I don't know if you, whether you have it in Australia, a thing called Marmite. And um, mm. I mean, you either love it or you hate it. It used to be the slogan on the advert. You either love it or you hate it. And I, I'm in the latter category. I absolutely hate it. But even people who <laughs> like Marmite over here can't stand Vegemite. So perhaps it's just an Australian thing. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> neighbours or home and away? Oh, um, neighbours. OK, uh, a pint of lager or a glass of wine? glass of wine definitely okay. and finally an hour in the gym or an hour in the pub oh hour in the pub <laughs> <laughs> good girl okay so we're going to finish up now with little trees now i love this song so much um it's a great video isn't it who come up with the video and, and the costume designs that was on me <laughs> um funny thing but it's actually the first music video i ever made and i think i put about four music video ideas in one for that one so i'm really glad you appreciate it <laughs> yeah, i love yeah. it the, the, the very first because some songs are growers but the, the as soon as i heard this song what do you know what i thought about actually as soon as i heard this song i was thinking i don't know why alice in wonderland it's just kind of a magical song <laughs> isn't it i um yeah and, and i love the underwater scenes so um yeah, a oh, that was so fun to shoot. Yeah, that was so fun to shoot. <laughs> well, Miss L, thank you for doing this interview. We finally got there and in the end on Skype. <laughs> and uh, I'll let you introduce the wonderful Little Trees. <laughs> Hi, I'm Miss Elm and you're listening to Little Trees. <laughs>
And little trees. Neil from Reading has emailed in. I would like to add that I'm now 62 and I've been running all my life. I have completed many marathons and ultras as well as multi-day events. Running just gives you a better quality of life. I am also a diabetic so this makes it a little more complicated as there is a lot more planning involved for marathons. Jim from Peterborough, running again at 56 after a few years hiatus. Thanks for the show, Darren. Great advice and tips. Chris from Buckinghamshire. I'm 50 now, only really got into running last year, so this is great. Thanks, Darren. Love the show. Simon from Harrogate. Thanks, Darren. Great show. I turned 50 this year and I wasn't too happy, but it's just a number, I guess. I need to follow my own advice and do more cross-training work. I did my first Great North Run this year and I loved it, but the constant incline battered my legs. Ed from Ipswich. Thank you. A few years ago, I was so ashamed of some big dude outrunning me trying to catch the train. I'm a tall guy myself, and with 100 kilograms landing on the heel, it feels like getting slapped at the back of the head. I started running on tiptoes to compensate the impact, but I couldn't hold that position for too long. So Ed, let's talk a little bit about impact, shall we? As a lot of you know, running is a full-on impact sport. Every time our foot lands on the ground, we have two to three times our own body weight coming back up through our body. So if we can be adapting our training a little bit to lessen that load, then it really is a good thing to do. So if you can get off tarmac and get yourself on trails, that will lessen the load and help your running. And I never like to say this, but it could be a time to take your running down from five runs to four runs or four runs to three runs and replace that with some other ways to work our cardiovascular system. The two main ones being swimming and cycling. Or you could go walking, yoga, hiking or do some gym sessions. As I say, it might be a good idea to take that extra run out of our weekly schedule and replace it with another way to get fit and be without that constant impact. So for those over 50, there are ways you can compete with youngsters and actually beat them. The way to do this is through ultra running and specifically the longer ultras 100k up to 100 miles the people that do best at these are people in their 40s and 50s so there is no reason why someone aged around 50 can't go out there and beat someone in their 20s or 30s why is this the case it's not because of our fitness and everything it's because of our head older runners those wise old owls have just got a much stronger head on them and you can use it to your advantage in these races you look at all these runners competing in ultras in the mountains or in flat areas as well the people that do well tend to be the older runners so just a quick reminder obviously it's going to be quite hard but eventually we are just not going to beat the times when we were younger it's just a fact of getting older and we are not going to be able to keep setting pbs 
unless you are new to running and then you could have many years of improving but for me running is far more than just times it's about exploring seeing some new sights making friends being part of a community looking after our bodies staying healthy traveling around all I would say, just be kind to yourself. It's never too late to try something new. And it's great if you're going to be starting up your running journey soon. And remember, it's not all about times, but using your body for good and enjoying yourself. So just before I leave you, I want to leave you with this story. So I guess running stories can come in all shapes and forms. And this next email is no exception. Now, the emailer has remained anonymous for obvious reasons. OK, here goes. I was having a daytime affair while my husband was at work. One rainy day, I was in bed with my boyfriend when, to my horror, I heard my husband's car pull into the driveway. Oh, my God! Hurry, grab your clothes and jump out the window. My husband's home early. I can't jump out the window, he said. It's raining out there. If my husband catches us in here, he'll kill us both, I replied. He's got a hot temper and a gun, so the rain is the least of your problems. So my boyfriend scoots out of bed, grabs his clothes and jumps out the window. As he ran down the street in the pouring rain, he quickly discovered he had run right into the middle of the town's annual marathon. So he started running along beside the others, about 300 of them. Being naked, with his clothes tucked under his arm, he tried to blend in as best he could. After a little while, a small group of runners who had been watching him with some curiosity jogged close. You always run in the nude? one asked. Oh yes, he replied, gasping in air. It feels so wonderfully free. Another runner moved alongside. Do you always run carrying your clothes with you under your arm? Oh, yes, he answered breathlessly. That way I can get dressed right at the end of the run and get in my car to go home. Then a third runner cast his eyes a little lower and asked, Do you always wear a condom when you run? Nope, just when it's raining. You're listening to Radio Illumini, raising vibrations to help heal nations. The Wellbeing Hour, Monday to Friday, 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Illumini. You're listening to Radio Illumini, raising vibrations to help heal nations.